Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Adrian, and we are pumped about today because we are talking all about green beauty. Episode eight, baby. <laughs> With Katie Denno. She's going to be our guest today. And she is not only a celebrity makeup artist who has worked on clients like Julianne Moore and Isla Fisher and Connie Britton, but she has worked on so many amazing people. And she is known as the celebrity makeup artist who focuses on green beauty. So we're just pumped to talk about it because that was really the basis. And of she's how to a, be redhead. a redhead. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> we have always loved green beauty because when we started how to be a redhead.com in 2011, so many people would say, well, what are you going to talk about on your website? And, I, and we always said, we're going to talk about products that are redhead friendly approved. And if you look deep into products that are green beauty, 99.9% of the time, they're going to be redhead friendly approved for the sole fact that the ingredients are so clean that redheads are not going to be able to have the things that would be disapproved and would not be redhead friendly approved. Like breakouts, rashes, acne. When you use clean beauty, it makes your skin, it makes your hair, it makes everything healthier. And that's what gets the stamp of redhead friendly approval. So it's going to be really cool to talk to Katie and just be able to talk about all the products that she loves in her bathroom. And I think too, you know, if you think about it with eating healthy foods going into your body, and I think a lot of people they don't understand too that what you're putting on your skin is also seeping into your body. So oh, yeah. your makeup, your shampoos, that's going directly in your scalp inside, you know? So yeah. it's important nowadays to think about how to incorporate green beauty into your routine. And I think now, you know, back in the day, there were so many brands that were coming out that were super expensive. And I think now, you know, we're we'll talk to Katie and dig into a lot of product recommendations, but now there's a lot of affordable options, especially at your local drugstore. You know, you can oh, walk yeah. into a CVS and Target now, and they have a whole aisle just on natural green beauty products. So it's really been exciting to see that kind of evolve, especially since Adra and I have been so into it, especially with how we eat, you know, and um, just the way that we live on a day to day basis. It's important to us. So and the reason that there's so much clean beauty in drugstores now, it's because people are demanding it. So when you have people who are demanding something, beauty companies are going to start making it because they want to be able to profit off what people want. Exactly. So, so for so long, people didn't care about ingredients. They just wanted it to look good. So what did the companies do? They just pumped it with chemicals and they were like, well, whatever, like the masses are going to buy it. But now that there's people like, I'm sure Katie is going to be super enthusiastic about clean beauty because that's what she's known for. And, you know, Stephanie and I are popular. So now, you know, we're excited about it. So when companies get a hint, like, oh, wow, people really want this, they're going to start putting it, not only they're going to make the clean ingredients, but they're going to start packaging it, saying clean beauty, and it's going to be somewhere where people can readily get it. So that's something that's really exciting. So people have to really, you know, all these bloggers that are full of clean beauty, I know Stephanie talks to a bunch of them all the time. And so it's exciting to be able to like be part of a movement that's clean beauty. And I think too, you know, when I think about clean beauty, I've even been stretching it out on, okay, household items, cleaning products. I Ooh, think for yeah. me, and I know you would agree, Adrian, a laundry detergent, for some reason, I notice, well, I know why, but a lot of these 
laundry detergents that are just full of chemicals, they do irritate my skin. And yeah, that's and, why and we've episode- written articles about that this on howtobearedhead.com. And we're excited to see when some of our freelance writers write about it because there's a lot of options out there that are more green focused. And I remember when you were living in Boston and you had that paper towel, you got rid of paper towels for a little while and you I had know, that that's cloth. That's the one thing I can't get rid of. It's so hard to get rid of paper towels. I know. I did. I had that. I did. I had that it's cloth. It's like that cloth that you yeah. wring out. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Just, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. But, and then it's like other things that you think about other than your makeup in your hair to how to incorporate beauty. And you know, if you're listening right now and you feel very overwhelmed, maybe like Adrian and I were in, in the past is to start out small. And again, we'll dig into this with Katie, but I think the way we were raised, we were I don't think anyone, our parents still use regular deodorant. I don't think that it's anything. Yeah, we ate really well. We ate really well. And I think now, you know, we have a passion for eating healthy. You know, if if you see or talk to Stephanie and I, you will notice right away how passionate we are about eating healthy because we realize that our red hair is thicker. Our sensitive skin is managed. We don't have any acne. We have clear skin. And honestly, we do use great products, but it's because we eat so well. We drink a lot of water. I specifically drink a lot of green tea. Um, I drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I drink coffee and tea though. Yeah. Which they said, new study just came out recently that you live longer with coffee. Yeah. Josh told you that, my husband. <laughs> I saw it on my Facebook. I saw like four articles come up and I tagged him in every single one. <laughs> but yeah, we eat really healthy. And I think we we watch a lot of documentaries, but not even those popular ones that have been out recently over the last several years. But we're, I th- we're really big on like, we don't have any sugar in our diet. We don't have any salt in our diet. Yeah. I mean, no, we, no table salt. No, no, no. We really are. We came from an Italian family. And I think my, our saving grace almost was probably because of our mom. She was from California. And so she just always had a lot of fruits and vegetables and salads on the table every night. And whereas my dad's side of the family, our Italian side, fill up on bread. It was just bread and pasta. And even though we indulge on those things, for instance, like Stephanie and I might do a vegan pizza with gluten free crust for that pizza craving we have to try to be healthy. Or we'll do like a bonza made from chickpeas pasta. They have the best pasta. Yeah. And so there's so many great alternatives if you have like that craving and if you're trying to get to that part of your lifestyle, because it is difficult to transition. It is like Brian thinks vegan cheese tastes like cardboard. And I I have to disagree though. I love Daya. I love your heart. that I'm eating healthy. For me, it's worth the taste. I love to know that my body feels clean and... I remember my roommate in college when she, I had been eating this way, Stephanie and I both, I would say since 2006, 2007, we've been yeah. eating really clean and healthy. And I was in college during that time and my college roommate saw the way I was eating, which is exactly the same way I eat now. A lot of salads, um, we fish, we'll do like shrimp or, you know, a lot of green tea, a lot of water, breakfast right when you wake up in the morning. And she started that regimen with me for like three or four months And by month five or six, she went out and she had, I don't know, I think it was like fast food or something. And she felt she said, my body was so used to it that she didn't realize how bad she felt. But since she had taken that time off, 
she felt it right away. Right. And so it's crazy how your body does adapt in good or bad ways. That's why I know right away how if I have a lot of sodium. I know you do. A lot of salt, and that's why I have to stay away from lentil soups <laughs> or anything. I was just, li- what was I listening to? And it was a funny skit. I can't remember, but it was this girl on the airplane. Did I see it with you? And the flight attendant comes around with snacks, and she's like, do you have anything low sodium? Oh. And the flight attendant just goes, no, we have pretzels and that's nuts. Really funny and that's that just that. like me because I do want to ask them, do you have any other healthy alternatives? Because the nuts have way too much salt on them, and the pretzels – I also stopped eat, eating in the air. I like fast in the air and I've noticed that that's helped a great deal. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's crazy that you bring up convenience though because when you're eating clean, when you have beauty products that are clean, right now in this present moment in 2018, it's not convenient. To, to, to eat healthy and you're on a road trip, it's not convenient. You have no, to stop not. at a restaurant. You have to plan, you have to plan you your have meals. You have to go to a healthy food store. Like when we were out west – with on a family trip, we had to go to what was that grocery store? Sprouts, because yeah. they the other grocery stores around where we were were wouldn't have gluten free options for Josh or something like that. Right, right, and they do have like Amy. There's this new fast food chain that's coming about called Amy's, and oh, I haven't heard I, that. Yeah, it's outside of San Francisco. I actually Is it like follow a Chipotle? them. Chipotle, <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> we love the comedian Sebastian, um, and Stephanie's imitating him. But there is a. There is a fast food and it's all vegan, organic, natural fast food place. And it started in San Francisco. And I think they started there because it has such a big market of healthy eaters and healthy lifestyle. And it's really grown. I follow them on Instagram. And I love when beauty companies or when food companies or anyone that's really starting something new that there's a following because then they start building. And just like I said before, then it starts becoming a movement. And then before you know it, it's mainstream to be able to grab like a vegan uh, black bean burger on your salad. That would be so nice if you're on a road trip and you can pull over and get that. But right now you literally, you have to pull over and eat something. That's like where we just went for lunch before this podcast. It was nice to see at that place. It was, you go up to the counter and you order. It was nice to see gluten-free options, vegan options, said no this has dairy, this doesn't. So it's nice to see that it's just becoming obviously more just throughout the country as opposed to places like San Francisco that, of yeah. course, I feel like everyone in San Francisco is like vegan or yeah. <laughs> on a juice cleanse or something. Yeah. But yeah, we also were really into uh, also working out. Yeah. Stephanie's really into hot yoga. Yeah. I love hot yoga. Yeah. So, and I think what's what's really cool too, is talking about big voices that are making, you know, this all really popular in terms of green beauty. Celebrities are now requesting that their makeup artists, which I think is so cool, are green. So they want to make sure that when they're walking down the red carpet, that if they're preaching green beauty, that they want to make sure that their makeup artist is applying that to them on the red carpet. And I honestly never really would I guess I would think about it if you asked me, but it is nice to see if they're a spokesperson for, let's say, Burt's Bees. Right. Then they're wearing Burt's Bees on the red carpet. That makes sense. And yeah, so we're really excited. We're really excited. To talk to Katie. Yeah, because she, 
Stephanie and I connected with her about, I don't know, maybe four years ago on social media, and we've been talking ever since. So it's so cool to finally be able to have a conversation with her that you guys can all hear and hear about her best products. So she has quite the biography, and uh, I, I think that her life has been really cool. Um, she's not only a celebrity makeup artist, green living, and beauty expert, but she is the beauty expert and known as the go-to green beauty celebrity artist. Her passion for makeup was awakened during her 10-year career in social work in Washington, D.C. and in the Bronx outside of New York City. Because of her male and female, male or male to female, transgender clients, and she wanted to make them feel beautiful. So while focusing on the external, she was able to make them feel good with beauty products. So it's going to be so Which I think is so amazing and special, especially. What a good soul. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So let's call her up. Yeah. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus, and each product is redhead-friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code PODCAST to receive 20% off. Hello. Hi, you two. Thanks it's, so much for making this happen. Well, we're going to... so good to meet you both. Yeah, yeah likewise. Same. And we're just going to jump right in, too, because we cool. know you're super busy. So we wanted to first ask... Of course, how did you get started in makeup? We read on our end that you were a social worker for 10 years. So to learn that was Adrian and I were, when we read that, we looked at each other, we're like, no way. And so how did that from being a social worker get into being a celebrity makeup artist right now? Good question. Sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, is that, was that my life? It's hard to believe. Um, well, so I, my father's a social worker and so I grew up kind of with this mindset of, I'm going to be helping people no matter what my, you know, what that field looks like, I'm going to be helping people. And early on I was doing, um, a lot of volunteer work, like during high school and first years in college, um, working with folks who had been survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault and all sorts of, you know, really intense life situations. And, Ultimately went on and got my master's in social work and was working um, in D.C. when I first kind of started recognizing this amazing way to get into my clients, you know, into their like soft spot and where they could open up. Um, And it was generally having to do with something beautifying. And I, I mean, it's so amazing now to, to think back on that, but it was like when my, when I was doing, you know, overnight intakes at the domestic violence shelters and I was trying to get a a woman and her kids set up, you know, in the shelter at night, I would say, okay, let's go down and look through the, the, you know, donations closet and see what I have on hand that matches your skincare or what's your favorite color of lipstick to try to make you feel, you know, a little bit more pulled together when we have to go to court or those kinds of things. And I was like, okay, I know. Right. It's like, that's so crazy. I started doing, I know it, but it's, it's so crazy, but it's like, oh yeah, this is real life. And this makes sense. Right. It's like this kind of comfort you carry in your purse cosmetics, you know, mm-hmm. and like and confidence you carry in your purse. And I, I remember doing all of these like beauty days and stuff like that, um, as a social worker. And then when I moved to New York, I started working in an HIV clinic and, um, and we served a lot of folks who were, um, at some point in their, um, transitioning process, male to female. And, uh, and 
it was through those amazing women that I learned a lot of really transformative makeup techniques. You know, we would be sitting there and I would figure out ways to connect with them. And, and like, it was truly out of great interest that I would ask them about some of the shading techniques they were using on their faces and, you know, color theory to hide a beard, beard stubble, all that kind of stuff. Wow. And, um, yeah, and it was just like this slow burning, you know, like interest. And then I just happened to be at a dinner party, you know, the, the stories of how something, one pivotal moment that changes your life. I was at a dinner party doodling on a napkin and I didn't know anybody. And the woman next to me said, oh, you like to draw? And she was looking, I was drawing a face and she said, you should come and assist me. I have a really hard time finding good assistants. And it turns out she was an assistant to one of the top makeup artists in New York. Wow. And oh my I was like... I have no idea what makeup artistry. I mean, I read Vogue, you know, but I didn't really know anything about that world. I was like, oh, like you do makeup at the mall at Sephora? She's like, "Mm, (laughs) no, not exactly. Come and assist on like a product campaign or something. So I did. And I remember the first time I assisted that with her and this uh, big name makeup artist and we got free lunch and I, and the ma- main makeup artist was like, Katie, would you want to come and assist me on this travel job to Tahiti? Cause the woman that brought you here doesn't want to do it. Cause she's so burned out. I was like, wait a minute, what? I could go to Tahiti with you and get paid. <laughs> so it was just like a very, yeah, it was like, there was a hole in the universe and I stepped in. Yeah, totally. And I can totally tell just from talking to you now that I can picture why people must love getting their makeup done by you because you're, you've had so much probably life experience and you're Mm -hmm. so real that that's also a part of an experience too. When you, when you get your makeup done, it's like, it's a, it's a bonding experience with the person who's doing it. It really is. Have you both had your makeup done a number of times? Yeah. So we actually are getting it done tomorrow. So you are. Yeah. Oh, I wish I were there to do it. Me too. I know, <laughs> I know. But yeah, we always anytime that we've done photo shoots in the past where mm-hmm. we have a makeup artist who's just very personable and yeah. you know, you end up talking about your your life and your dating oh, totally. and you know, like your dog and just yeah. random family stuff too. And it's mm-hmm. because I think, you know, you're so the person's right. And obviously so close to your face. And oh, exactly. It's what you said too. It's the confidence with beauty and makeup all going in together. And I think um, that's why, yeah, we have some amazing makeup artists that we have worked with. And I think that's one of the, Good. you um, have the similar characteristics and qualities in mm, terms of just being you. personable. Number and I'm one. sure that this might be a question that you get asked if maybe reverse or when you're getting your makeup done or makeup done or when the, you're doing yeah. someone else's is what was it like growing up with red hair? Good question. Uh, um, it's funny, like my brother and I both are redheads and my mom always refers to us as her two crazy redheads. And <laughs> um, and I was definitely the only redhead in my I can't even remember another redhead in my elementary school, to be honest, other than my brother. Um, but <clears throat> We, we weren't like flaming redheads. We were kind of deeper auburn redheads. And I remember hearing and like my mom would ask me if people made fun of us at school. And I remember hearing from other people that I knew that you know, adults who were redheads that they got made fun of. And normally I'm one to like side with the underdog and say like, oh my gosh, me too. I totally was made fun of. And I was made fun of for other things for sure. But I never really oddly got teased for my red hair until I got a perm in the fifth grade. Yeah. Oh my gosh. uh Uh-huh. It was, 
that was not a smart move. And I, I think <laughs> I, I think we went to the salon and my mom, you know, sprung for a perm and I, and it was, my hair was quite short and it was just like the beginning of, you know, fifth grade's a hard time. I think between fifth and seventh grade is when girls start to look at their external. So, you know, and think I, I either love myself or I do not. And I fell into that camp of, oh my gosh, I'm hideous. And it was like, not long, you know, the little orphan Annie and all of that stuff began. And I was like, oh, this is what everybody's talking about. And I quickly um, began like, you know, everything I could to try to straighten my hair. Um, I think this was before like straightening irons that we, everybody had uh, in their homes, but it was like, okay, how can I make my red hair work for me again? And I think probably by the end of fifth grade or, you know, middle of sixth grade, I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm back to normal. Um, but <clears throat> I wasn't also, I, I, for some reason, neither my brother or myself have like very typical redhead skin. We're both very yellow, which is not a common yeah. undertone in redheads. Yeah. And so although I burned to a crisp many, many times, um, I wasn't, I'm not freckly. I mean, my face has a lot of, you know, freckles and a lot of sun damage now. I definitely inherited that redhead trait, but I wanted the freckles so badly. I felt like this incomplete redhead as a result. It was I really weird. That. I love that. Yeah. A lot of people say that they write into us and they're like, I have brown hair. I mean, I'm sorry. I have brown mm -hmm. eyes or right, right, right. I have, I tan and they feel like they're not fitting into the mold of being a redhead, but it's so crazy because right. red hair is all over the world. So, oh, yeah. absolutely. Have, I mean, I remember the first time going to Brazil um, as a makeup artist and I was like, I didn't, I did not expect to see such a variety of red hair here and crazy, amazing freckles on tan skin and like all sorts of coloring. Yeah. There's, but it's funny that we have this like one kind of Irish, um, you know, redhead stamp and burned into our brain. This is how everybody looks. That is a redhead. And it is so not the case. I know. I know. So, um, we do, I know that you touched upon skin, which we do want to get into that. But mm -hmm. first, we definitely want to talk about green beauty. Um, <laughs> on, yeah, on your website, it says the world of non-toxic living can be confusing and difficult to navigate, not knowing which brands to trust and which brands are greenwashing you. In addition mm -hmm. to helping you green over your makeup bag, Katie made it, her business to clean up her own life room by room. And she's become well known for helping others do the same. So I guess Adrian and I wanted to give our listeners some tips on how to be a bit more green with their makeup and why it's important for redheads, whether they have sensitive skin, um, mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, if a listener is listening to this episode and not really knowing how to start right. incorporating a green beauty regimen. Definitely. Such a good question. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and people often say like, what does this even mean? Green beauty. So right. I always start from the base point of, okay, so uh, the FDA does not protect us as you know, in, although most people, I think just assume all beauty care products are regulated. They're not, which mm. is the number one shocker. So whereas, and this is the statistic that you hear widely, um, whereas the European Union, the governing body of all of the countries in Europe, um, looked at, did studies on cosmetics and their ingredients and banned a thousand, let's say 1,000, a very round number, a thousand ingredients that are either known carcinogens, meaning it could potentially lead to cancers in our bodies, or our endocrine system disruptors, which is another huge concern. Our endocrine system governs everything, our thyroid, our, you know, all of our hormones, our reproductive health, all of that. 
and um, and noted that these 1,000 ingredients are you know, have been shown to potentially do these things to humans, and banned them in all sales of products there. And the U.S. looked at these uh, all of these ingredients and banned something like seven. And mm. and those seven are you know that is that's not good enough. And so we wonder why cancer is so on the rise. I mean, of course, we, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the foods that we eat, all of that stuff, it all adds up. But I feel as though like if we can take control over, over our part of our toxic load and begin to clean that up. I mean, I have a lot of people come to me who are like, I never thought about this. I eat organic, you know, I, I use non-toxic laundry detergent and for my kids. And like, I use Tom's of Maine toothpaste, but I never thought that the lipstick or the skincare or whatever, or shampoo could, you know, wasn't already clean. Um, Mm. so those are the main, main things. So I always tell people to start by looking at whatever it is that's touching your body, the largest surface area of your body. I mean, our skin does an amazing job of keeping toxins out, keeping a lot of things out. Um, but we do know that what goes on our bloodstream, sorry, goes on our skin, enters our bloodstream. And, and again, our bloodstream, you know, we have lots of filtration systems, but a good portion of what we put on our skin winds up deep within our bodies quickly, as well as if we think about like what we wash down the drain when we take a shower and use a shampoo, a conditioner, a body wash, a body scrub, all that stuff, it ends up into our waterway systems and polluting the oceans. And and definitely we've seen, there have been a number of studies in places where we know that a lot of ingredients that are known um, endocrine system disruptors are cancer, uh, carcinogenic, are showing up um, uh, troublingly so uh, hurting aquatic life and and you know creating fish with an extra fin and it frogs with different parts and yeah so it's like we know these things are happening and we see in human beings a lot of issues but we don't know what to attribute it to so all of that said let's look at what covers our largest body uh, surface so i always say okay let's start by changing out whatever body wash whatever body oil whatever body lotions you're using let's look at your your daily skincare routine um <clears throat> like i said the toms of maine like switch out your toothpaste to something once you go non-toxic toothpaste you will never be able to put any of the other toothpaste in your mouth because they taste so grossly fake and synthetic and sugary and like you know it takes a bit to to find your perfect product because these products are being formulated without a lot of the things that make, um, you know, makeup and skincare have that delicious kind of silky slip that we're used to. And like, you know, yeah. with non, with like those matte lipsticks that don't budge, you know, the things that mm-hmm. say 24 hour long lasting. <laughs> okay. So the world of clean beauty is not totally there yet. I'm in labs. I'm working with companies trying to get ingredients there, but it's like, we really need some seriously forward thinking chemists to, to be devouring the world of green chemistry and like really into pushing the limits. Cause I think, you know, before let's say the mainstream waterproof mascara and like 24 hour lipsticks were invented, people probably thought it wasn't possible. And now we don't have any of that stuff in clean beauty, but I have a feeling it's, you know, we're going to come up with new non-toxic, um, you know, formulas that will be able to deliver those things. And the wonderful part about it is that they're already, you know, when I first started 10, 12 years ago in this field, 
I, there were very few options. And a lot of the options, you know, were like crumbly dirt colored blushes and lipsticks that (laughs) were not, you know, didn't really cut it on the red carpet. And now there's so many amazing brands that are creating, you know, like skincare that is way better than any of the super expensive, well-known celebrity endorsed high-end skincare. I mean, it's like, there's no reason for anybody to not use clean beauty skincare at this point. And um, makeup has made huge strides. And, you know, I use, I would say, generally I say between 80 and 90% non-toxic on all of my clients. And I say that because there are some categories. Yeah, right. There's some categories that have not fully arrived yet. And I'm still waiting on those things. Like, you know, some black liquid eyeliners that are truly indelible. And I know that if my client is like laughing till she cries on the red carpet, she's not going to have black streaks on her face or, you know, those kinds of things. There, there are some things that, you know, like really amazing concealers. I'm still waiting for ones that I know can stand up to like six hours under harsh lights on my clients who are like, you know, really, really sweating and being uh, subjected to intense things that would make makeup budge. But for the average wearer, there's really no reason not to be using a full face and full cosmetics bag of all natural products, or I should say all non-toxic products. That's usually my baseline phrase. I don't say all natural because some synthetics are even better than natural. And as a redhead who does have very sensitive skin and has worked with plenty of sensitive skin redheads, I think we know that, you know, even essential oils, which are in a lot of things that are meant to be great for us can cause irritations out of the blue. So non-toxic and with safe synthetics are great. And what are some of your favorite green beauty brands? Yeah. Okay. So I should go stand in front of my makeup kit. Um, (laughs) I mean, like, all right. So across the board and like, I'll tell you some that are really easy to find. Like I love Walita. They are an inexpensive everywhere line that um, has been true to their word and be in like cleanliness from day one. Their lipsticks are great. They have a lipstick, no? They have like, like the tintedy kind of lip balm. Yeah, have you seen? Yeah. 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 They're in there, but they're hard to find. They're not everywhere. Mm. Um, And I think, yeah, they, they had some, I'm actually thinking, I'm like, I don't have any, but I have heard that they have some, I think they're European launched only. Um, But I love that you said that because it was making me think, thinking of like inexpensive stuff, like Burt's Bees. Hello. They have Mm. great lip. uh, They are amazing. They really are great lip colors, a lot of great lip colors for redheads, bold shades. Um, there's an awesome brand called Vapor Organic Beauty. Yeah. Two women out of, yeah, you've heard of them. Yeah, yeah they're great. I love, them. I love them. And there are different um, levels, I would say, of formulations as far as cleanliness goes. And Vapor is one that's like never budged, never have has there been a questionable ingredient, never have they strayed away from organics. So although I feel like if you can go fully organic, just like with your eating, that's awesome. But there are a lot of brands that are doing it right with all non-toxics like um, Bite Beauty and Kosas and um, Elia has a lot of organics in there and she's reformulated to have really amazing long-lasting staying power in her lipsticks and like bold, amazing colors. There's an awesome brand you can find in most Whole Foods called Au Naturel that has amazing colors oh, and yeah, textures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some of their you stuff. Know? Yeah, like in my ah, purse right now. It's awesome. so good. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's there's really no reason for us all not to have at least 50% of our cosmetics in natural, you know, non-toxic form. There's a, a brand that I just received a bunch of products from called Crop. 
and they are awesome. And I think their story, I may be getting it slightly wrong, but it's made by this young man who decided after years of his family being in the business of formulating products for other brands, mainstream brands, not clean beauty brands. He was like, oh, there's a lot of a lot of great ingredients that I know about and formulators and um, and and chemists. And I'm going to make a really good non-toxic line that rivals all the mainstreams. And he has in this line called Crop. They've got amazing, like shimmery, fun liquid eyeshadows and um, and great lipsticks that I've been wearing and really enjoying. There's just so many different lines on the market now. It's like awesome and overwhelming. So I know this is Adrian speaking, but Stephanie has a much better time switching to organic and clean and green beauty. Um, Yeah. But there and there's but there's two things that I personally have such a hard time with deodorant (laughs) and toothpaste deodorant. Did you just say deodorant and toothpaste? I just I don't feel, I feel like my, my oh, breath so. is not as clean and, but maybe I'm trying, right. and that's why I wanted to ask you because maybe I have to say when you tried a toothpaste like a year or two ago, I remember your breath did smell, did but I think it's, but no, it's but what I, you just said, Katie, I too. Only when, a good friend can say that. <laughs> I know, I'm or a sister, a right? Um, I love it. And yeah. I think you, you said it so correctly in the sense that that was two years ago. So much has changed, you know, in the toothpaste industry. Now we go into Whole Foods and you go in the whole body section. A couple years ago, they did not have the selection that they do now. So maybe, Adrian, you need to try other types of toothpaste. I do agree. Deodorant. Deodorant, though, there's a new brand, Stephanie. You have to remind me of the name. And they're all natural. And they just sent us stuff. And I've been really testing it for the box. Type A. Type A is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love their deodorant. I mean, I don't even feel like I need anything else. I put it on in the morning. Rustic Maca, they're good. And um, there's... uh, I like Lone Body. Lone's great. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like it thick. To make it feel like it's real deodorant. Do you have a favorite deodorant? I have a couple. Okay. Okay. So I have to say, like, I oddly, even if I'm in a a crazy yoga class or, like, going for a hike, I've never been a heavy sweater. And so, and, you know, we know that sweat is what, when it's left on your body, leads to the stink. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know that I am the best person to be the judge of this, but I have given all these products to my boyfriend. And um, so over the years- That's a big uh one with men. Right, 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 right. So I've insisted that he use this one from Vapor. It's it's an expensive deodorant, I have to say, right? We should call them, yeah, they are, sorry, I was about to say antiperspirant. What am I saying? Yeah, there's a huge difference between antiperspirants and deodorants. And that's usually where people find their problem when they switch over. They're like, I'm sweating like a pig. Yeah. Well, that's because you were preventing this right. natural bodily important process from happening by using antiperspirants. And this is just here to like quell it a bit. So I, because there's such a, a sensitivity to baking soda for a lot of people, baking mm-hmm. powder, I'm sorry, and because I, and which is in a lot of deodorants, um, it's, it is a touchy thing for people. And it's really something that you have to test out and see how your body deals with it. But this one from Vapor Organic Beauty, they have amazing scents. Like they have a citrusy scent, a lavender scent. I love those. Um, I have been really into, I'm just looking in my, my medicine chest right now. I've been really into this one from, um, oh my gosh, where is it? Agent Nature. They have this scent that they did a collaboration with um, Shiva Rose. And it's this like musky, delicious rose scent. I love that. Um, I also have been really into this there's, it's a roll-on, which I didn't think I would ever like, from Lita that's a citrus. And I can't believe that it's actually good. Um, oh, my God. I have so many deodorants in wow, here. Oh, we're going to have to try those. Yeah. Yes. 
But yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the ones that you like. Oh, wait, this one too. Um, Infuse. It's also a roll-on and it has magnesium in it, which we all are generally lacking in magnesium. Right. And, and yeah, so I love that one. Um, and then today I just received a box from a brand called Corpus, C-O-R-P-U-S. And they are, I mean, I've been hearing really good things and they have delicious scents. Um, bergamot, pink lemon, orange blossom, cardamom, mm. that's in one scent. Wow. Um, and then like a lot of others, like a cedar one. And they are, I think from what I can tell, they're like one of the truest as far as like making sure they're super eco-friendly, which is really important to me too. Everything about them, like their packaging, their boxes, everything's super eco-friendly. So let's all, I'm going to, I'm going to try that this week and I can let you know what I think. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I have not had regular deodorant on since 2016. So I feel really happy about that, but it's still, I'm still trying so many brands. (laughs) So I know. And that's the thing. Like, I think we all have to continue to try them and at different times in our lives and on different days of the month, because our bodies, of course, are going to smell quite different and, you know, like put off a lot of different kinds of chem- or hormones and, um, and levels of sweat, depending upon where we are in our cycle. So it's like one of those never ending things. That's why I have a bunch of different ones in the bathroom because I'm like, okay, today I think I need the big guns. Tomorrow, maybe not so much. Um, uh, they say that redheads have a different scent. Do you feel like that for yourself? No, that's a good question. They say I that. They say that there is like a certain scent. I don't know if it's really true, if it's a myth. Oh my or, gosh. But, they've, but a lot of people say that either redheads have a certain scent or they're very sensitive to scents. Correct. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of perfumes. Um, oh, we get yeah. a lot of our writer followers write into us saying, what is an all natural perfume? Because I'm using one oh. and I'm breaking out. So yes. Okay. This is such a good topic. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, because I think that wait, I'm just standing here looking at toothpaste. I'm going to tell you these two that I'm using right now that I think are great. Um, just as an aside, and then we'll talk yeah. about, um, yeah. So this one from desert essence, it's a tea tree oil and neem toothpaste in wintergreen. I totally love that one. Mm. Um, and then Burt's Bees, I don't know if they've actually launched this yet. I think they have. It's um, it's a fluoride-free toothpaste called Zen Peppermint. It's probably the, my favorite. I feel like I'm like touting Burt's Bees too much in this, but it's like, I really, really like it. It feels kind of like mainstream toothpaste in that it, it gives me like that foamy, clean, all of the stuff that a lot of the other ones, like I use some really weird, you know, all charcoal or honey ones that you're like, did I just brush my teeth? I can't tell. <laughs> um, but this one, it really makes you feel amazing. Um, okay. So sense, personal sense. This is one of the biggest offenders. There's an, a new mo- movie that just came out or a documentary on Netflix, which I haven't watched yet, but it's called Stink the movie. I'm excited to watch it this weekend. And it it talks about, we're basically, I mean, I hate to sound like this extremist, but like killing ourselves using scents, like synthetic fragrance definitely messes with your endocrine system. And, um, and we bathe ourselves in synthetic fragrance all the time. So there are a number of different, um, uh, perfumes that I found that, I mean, I'm not a huge perfume wearer. I think, I don't know if this, is that a redhead thing? Like to be a little yes. bit bothered by a lot of, yeah, I'm, yeah. You're we don't not be bothered by scent. Redheads are bothered by scent. And Adrian and I, we're not big into perfume. No. Cause it, it honestly, it makes me break out and I feel very sensitive. It gives me like a headache. So I just figure totally. And how Same about here. 
So we also read that you suffered with cystic acne up until uh, about yeah. four years ago. So talking yeah. about the beauty, um, what's your skin regimen look like on a daily basis? Are you a lover of oils like Adrian and I? Um, yes. What? Yes. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So I've suffered from acne. I mean, when I said like I wasn't made fun of for my hair, but like, I, I mean, I've, I made fun of myself on the daily before anyone else could for my like super pizza face that I had from the time I was. 13 until I was, I mean, I went on all sorts of different things and it cleared up periodically and then would get bad again. But until I was like 36, my, I struggled with it and, um, it runs in my family and it is definitely, I'm sure relates to diet and thereby are therefore hormones and mm -hmm. who the heck knows, um, environment. But I did find, okay, the less you put on your face, the better, because trying a million different things can upset your, uh, skin's microbiome and confuse it. Um, but okay. So for, for right now, I keep it pretty simple and yes, I am a huge lover of oils and I only use oils on my clients. And in the beginning, 10 years ago, when I first started and I would always use oils on my clients, they were freaked out. But now it's like, it's everybody loves an oil. It's, it's such a great time. The backlash against that whole world of oil free is for real. Mm -hmm. Um, because we realize like our skin knows how to, how to synthesize, how to take in and make the best use of oil because it's what our skin produces. Otherwise it's like a bunch of weird synthetic waxes and maybe some fake butters that are in some, uh, moisturizers and lotions. And it's like that stuff, especially if you're sensitive, is just going to be trapped on the top of your skin surface. So Okay. So I use, because I still have like post-traumatic stress disorder from my acne all these years, although I really don't break out much anymore. I still use some acne kind of lines. Um, the main one is from Jeanette All Natural Skincare yeah. and it's been my savior. She has this cacao heart-shaped soap that is my go-to and she has a very, very simple um, oil that I use every day. I use that. I use the Tributanicals clear line. I use Biosance has a very, very simple, it's just hundred percent squalane oil. Um, those, those, and then there's also one from Walita that's a, uh, one for sensitive skin. I oh, love them. Yeah. It's, a, it's a much less expensive version of a lot of the others. So I feel like there's, there's no shortage of oils. Like if you go onto the detoxmarket.com, their website or Folane dot com and you search by skin type, you'll find like a million different options. And I would say, although there was a craze for a while where skin, face oils and every other kind of face product from the clean beauty world had a lot of essential oils in it, for those of us who have sensitive skin, keeping essential oil content lower or zilch and, and looking at just what they call carrier oil, which is like, you know, the, the coconut oil or jojoba oil or almond oil. And for those who have sensitive skin, like jojoba oil, primrose oil, those kinds of oils can be your best friend and your body knows how to use them and they will not lead to clogged pores and breakouts and you can use them from head to toe. So yes, oils, oils, oils. And I also, I use topical vitamin C, um, which I think helps to keep my, the few freckles that I have from joining forces and becoming huge liver spotty looking things. Um, I, see I a do the same exact thing. I, this you is Adrian, do? but I had bad acne too growing up and topical yeah. vitamin C has been so good for my skin. I've noticed yes. a difference so much. Like I used to still break out during that time of the month and now I don't yes. even anymore. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I know it really does. Like these, <clears throat> the food that we feed our skin, it really does help. And there's, 
There's an amazing line called Marie Veronique Organics, and she is an amazing woman. She's um, in San Francisco, and she's just like a, a bit of a, she's a scientist and a genius and a, like a, a unicorn all in one. She, uh, she's her line is beautiful, and she has intensive what is it called? The intensive repair serum for when you are breaking out or you detect one coming. I rub that on immediately and it helps. It's the only spot treatment I'll use that doesn't dry out the surrounding skin. Um, and she has this stuff called the barrier restore complex, which if you have been like trying, you know, treating your acne or your wrinkles or whatever, so much that your skin is just kind of like you've wreaked havoc on it, it can get things back into control. Um, all of her stuff. She's got, got a, a pre, pre and probiotic face mist some really great things and what i was about to say the final thing that i always use is it her gentle retinol serum oh yeah which, we love retinol retinol yeah me too and there's you know there's a lot of conflicting information about retinol but if you're going to use one use an all natural one and then as i'm sure everyone on your podcast has said um that knows about skin or has experienced sunburns wear, wear a hat it's like the number one way that we can keep our skin looking young it really is to protect from the sun Oh my gosh, I see it every day in my clients. Uh, some clients that I've had who are twins, you know, you've seen these things online where like one twin lives in Miami and the other lives in Alaska. And it's like, they look completely different. Wow, that's wow. interesting. Wow. And yeah. So speaking about your clients and we want to be cautious of your time. Um, Thank you. We wanted to talk and about the redhead celebrities that you have yes. worked on, like Connie Britton or yeah. uh, Isla Fisher, you know, some yeah. some really good people that, you know, we our adore. listeners, yeah, we our love. fans of. And so oh. our number one question when we were thinking about you and thinking about your amazing work, we were like, yeah. we wonder if when you know a redhead is going to be sitting in your chair that day. Are yeah. you like, oh, I'm going to bring products that I use because it's redhead uh -huh. friendly? Right. Or are you like, no, everyone's different? Because Good like question. you said, you're yellow skinned and maybe yeah. like Connie might be blue on tones. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Such a good question. Um, I I mean, my baseline answer is everything that I use on myself, I also carry in my kit plus 50 pounds more. Wow. So yeah, I, I definitely have, I know, um, I definitely have, uh, you know, a blend of both. Uh, and like, I will never forget the first day Julianne Moore opened up her door and looked at me and she said, you're a redhead. Come on. Oh, in. I love that. Like, <laughs> like, I know you're going to get my skin. And I, I looked at her and I thought we look, we have as different a skin tone as my, you know, myself and anyone else. Like we, yeah. she's so pale and so pink and so freckly. And so I definitely need to switch it up for everybody. Um, such a good question though. But, and like, I can never say there are go-tos, you know, like as far as lipsticks, I was thinking, what are my go-to redhead lipsticks? It's as varied as anything. It's like, you know, just like what you said, your undertones, even the difference in color of freckles, you know, and like the inner ring of your eye, if you have different colors in your, in the iris of your eye, it's like, it varies so much that it's hard to say. I did pull out some lipsticks to talk about specific colors if you want me to even yeah. run down a few. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, would, yeah. Love we love that. that. We love lipsticks. I feel, okay, good, me too. So like, I feel like this is such a good time of year for lipsticks too. Um, and I will start with this one from Elia, which I mentioned earlier. It's called Tango and it's like this amazing deep red, but it has some berry, like some you know more pinkiness to it. It would be great on a lot of redheads, whether you have 
brown eyes, blue, green, hazel. I think this would be a really, a pretty good universally one. And you can apply it straight from the tube, like in a couple swipes for it to be heavy and an intense color payoff or tap it with your finger and then tap that finger onto your lips for like a sheer stain kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then let's see this one from vapor that I picked up. It's super dark. When you look at it, you might be like, I could never wear that. It's almost Brown. It's called siren dare, but it could be a really cool one done really sheer for the right redhead, especially if a redhead has a little bit of tan, um, skin tone or is super, super pale and likes a dramatic look. You could do directly from the tube. Um, and then let's see, Oh, natural. They've got these, uh, they're almost like matte lipsticks. Um, and I love them. Oh, actually, wait, this one might be a gloss. Sorry. Yep. It's more of a gloss. I love this color so much. It's called uh, dusty crimson and it's like this deep kind of brick color. Ooh, and it's in that a sounds gorgeous. It's gorgeous. You will love it. Um, and then like that brand that I mentioned Corpus uh, or sorry. Nope. That was the deodorant brand. This one's called crop. Um, they've got this one color called all about me, which is a really fantastic nude for, a lot of redheads. I've used this on a lot of people and I wear it on myself. Um, and then let's see for Burt's, there's one called Scarlet Soaked, which is a gorgeous deep, uh, but also, but it goes on, you know, sheer enough kind of, it's a perfect fall red. I would say it's wearable and kind of bright and a little bit poppy. Um, let's see. And one final one, there's one from Kosas. If you're feeling daring, it's a really deep shade. It's kind of like Merlot kind of shade. It's called dark room. And you could, again, do it really sheer just by tapping it slightly and putting a little lip balm on if you're scared. Um, or you could go for the gusto and like apply it intensely from the tube and get a lot of color payoff. And then we, so we saw, we love all of those colors. We have to, we've tried Literally, we're taking notes right now. Right now. <laughs> I mean, we started yeah. off the conversation with our mouths open because of your story oh. about being a social worker. And now we're yeah. literally like jotting stuff down. I know we have to try <laughs> these, the all about me. That looks awesome yeah. the, by crop. Yeah. It's almost like a nudish kind of. Yeah. 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 It's like such a great nude. I love it. And, um, that's a good nude. I always feel like a lot of redheads are afraid to use color, but nude is a good way yeah. to start using color. I you agree. You can kind of Definitely. enhance it as you go. Yeah. And then exactly. on, and on your Instagram, we saw that you did a few tips on applying eyeshadow with a wet brush. And Adrian yeah. and I had never done that on ourselves. Oh. Yeah. So I we get the the reason for it, but I guess so do you dip the brush in water first and yes. then okay. Yeah. So have a little pot of like, I fill up an old lip balm pot and, um, with just like, you know, three drops of water or something, and then take your brush and barely need any water. You don't want it dripping. If you, you know, actually, if you actually stick it in and it gets fully saturated, then just wipe it off on a towel. Cause you only want it slightly wet. Okay. And then you just, you know, I think people will be a little like, I don't want to mess up my eyeshadow palette, but you're not going to mess it up. It'll dry and it will be totally fine. You then take your slightly wet brush dredge it through your color and then press it. You don't want to drag it along your eyelid. You want to press it into your eyelid mm. to really pack the pigment in and it will intensify the color. And also like if it's one that has a bit of shimmery, glimmery sheen, it'll intensify that payoff by like 75%. Oh my gosh, wow. we're going to have to try that this weekend. <laughs> we, Do it. I know when we sense. hang up, we're going to say we could talk to you for hours about all <laughs> Call this Call me stuff. back. We'll do this again. I know, I know. So we're going to definitely, because we have so many other questions, but you know, about like microcurrenting and like all this different yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so we can talk have, in, in other we'll episodes We'll do a part two. <laughs> yes, I would love it. 
I would love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we can't wait my to talk pleasure. to you again. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you both so much. You're wonderful to talk to. Oh, I love you're so you're fabulous. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay, bye-bye. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus, and each product is redhead-friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code PODCAST to receive 20% off. I feel like we could have talked to her for hours. Oh, totally. The, to- the time flew by. You know, all makeup artists who are celebrity makeup artists have such a busy schedule. So it's so cool to be able to talk to her and to be able to hear about green beauty and clean beauty and how important it is. I just, I feel like, Stephanie, we're going to drive home today and we're going to say we need to switch a lot more of our stuff. I know, especially toothpaste. I really got to try on the toothpaste. It's I hard. Got, I know it is. And I... I I think I tried a product maybe two, three years ago, and then that's it. So I do want to see what's out there, like go to the local health store and just see the new brands. But if you feel overwhelmed or maybe just all this information overload with all the products, don't worry because we're going to have it in the notes with the link with all of the products that Katie recommended right directly on our website. So if you have any questions about a product, a shade of lipstick that she recommended, don't forget to reach out because we know that, especially if you're turning over, maybe into you realized, okay, I'm going to turn green beauty in my lips, like take it by category by category. There's so many products out there when you start going online and Googling stuff. So it's nice to get her opinion and her recommendation because one, she's a redhead. So even though you might not have be yellow toned, she was saying a lot of shades too that work with fair skin like a Julianne Moore with the blue undertone. So yeah, just take it category by category. Maybe start after lipstick, start with the deodorant and experiment with a few. And what's really great... From what I've seen with a lot of green beauty companies, clean beauty companies, they they do offer samples and they whether they have it on their website or you yeah. can contact them. That way, you know, hey, to this company, I want to try this deodorant. Do you have a sample? And um, like I was just on a website yesterday looking up sulfate-free shampoos and this one website did have samples for $1.99 for a small, you could try it one or two times see how you liked it. So it's nice that companies are doing that too. So you're not spending $25 on this deodorant and then you try it a few times and you can't return it because you used it. Yeah. And I think Stephanie and I too, we, we work really hard on the H2 bar box to put products in there that we feel are clean and we feel are green. And we've done that since the start. And so I think it's really, you know, something that we're going to continue to implement. But it's it's something that deodorant specifically has been something that we have had in boxes countless times. Clean, no aluminum, you know, no baking soda. And I think we had one in our holiday box last year. We're testing products out now. We had one last summer. Um, we, we try to have towelettes that were earlier this year. And so we have a lot of clean beauty and green beauty in the box. And I know specifically today, Stephanie and I was saying one of her goals and our goals for 2019 for the H2 Bar Box is doing something that's also cruelty free. Right. Like the fact that CoverGirl this past week just went 
cruelty free is I so know, I know. Huge. I saw those emails come in and so, I know you talking with her. So that was really cool to be able to see. Yeah. That. So a but company see, that's, a, that's a company who's making strides because they know that people want it. And they it's insane that CoverGirl after all of these years now is cruelty free. That's huge. So yeah, we're going to work on curating a lot of boxes in the upcoming year that are cruelty free. Can I just say too, Ellen DeGeneres, she's a cover girl. Yeah, and she is. she's really, really into animal rights and she's real, she's a vegan. See, so it's nice that these celebrities ha- are, have a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they're using their voice to make, you know, whether they're out there, you know, supporting nonprofits like the Beagle Freedom Project, which um, if you're not familiar with them, they're amazing. They rescue beagles that are in testing labs because beagles are the number one tested animal. And it's, it's sad to watch their videos online. If they will make you cry, they make me ball sometimes, but a lot of, you know, these nonprofits are coming out and they're doing amazing things in the cosmetic cruelty free world, you know, protecting or rescuing these dogs and these yeah. animals. But it's nice to see celebs like Ellen to voice, you know, that she is. Yeah. And I don't know if she voiced it. it, but I just know that she's such a big animal lover that she had to have been behind Cover Girl's decision too, because she is so for animal rights. And I can't imagine her being a cover girl for as long as she had and not making a stamp on it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really important. So redheads, we are all very sensitive and we all have needs too when it comes to beauty. So if redheads are always complaining, oh my God, my, my eyebrow powder got discontinued or my favorite shampoo got discontinued. But because of how to be a redhead, I feel like a lot of companies now are keeping their redhead products. So whatever products you want kept, share with us, tell us, this is my favorite product. I never want the company. And if they hear from you, especially through us, we know that they'll keep it. So now that we have the new e-commerce store live on howtobearedhead.com, you are going to be able to start buying your favorite brands on how to be a redhead that have been deemed redhead friendly approved. So that's definitely something for another episode, but we are so excited to be able to give that to you. And Eight years will be our birthday. We'll be celebrating eight years in January. January And we've been dreaming since 2011 for a redhead-friendly beauty box that's red in an e-commerce store. And so to have everything coming about during the holiday season, I'm really pumped about it. I know Stephanie is too. I know. It was, we worked all year for the the e-com site. So it's... It's exciting. It's you can really do exciting. one-stop shop. Yeah, and I think we're going to probably do, too, another bonus episode just kind of about the e-commerce store and why it's so important to us. So we'll we'll check back in with you. But until next time, rock, rock it like, like a redhead. redhead.